You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Show another hour to go. Thank you for being with us here, Trent Condon and myself on seventeen hundred KBGG, as we are uh, Monday through Friday from noon until two. Scott Dockerman, Land of Ten, coming up. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal Star, Husker is part of that. Um, you're right, Trent. Might be one of the best Friday nights we've seen. Yeah. Even every now and then we get a really, I don't want to say, not a. Not a blue blood. Right. They seldom make their way onto Friday night, but we get some good matchups this Friday. We got, you know, potentially three of them. Right, and Nebraska on the road at Illinois. Now Illinois is not in a spot where they could say no to the Big Ten, right? Uh, I wish they would, but probably not. Right. So they're they're kind of the team, low end of the totem pole, right. bite the bullet. Nobody shows up anyway. Champagne. They're the sacrificial yes, lamb, yeah. right? So that that's the route that you have to go. So have you been to a game there? I have. It's uh, certainly an interesting experience. Worst so. stadium in the Big Ten that you have been to is what? Uh, that would be Northwestern. Worst stadium. Illinois is up there for worst experience, though. Mm-hmm. It's a wind tunnel. Because mm-hmm. uh, Northwestern, you get Chicago. Right, right. Yeah, you got to get over to Evanston. Which, right, but still, <laughs> Chicago's it's, right next door. Right, right. <laughs> you, can, you can make a weekend of it over there. Champaign is a dump. Uh, Champaign are da- just an awful, awful mm-hmm. town. And... Going there as a Hawkeye fan, wearing Hawkeye colors with all my buddies, and we're walking out of the game. This would have been 2004. This is a year that Iowa won their second Big Ten championship, lost all the running backs. Drew Tate's the quarterback. It was a terribly windy day. It was a cold, cold day of tailgating. We're walking back, and a group of frat guys starts hollering at, I mean, there's probably, we all walked out of the Iowa section. There's probably 300 Iowa people kind of all walking to the same general area. Go back to your farms. <laughs> As one guy gets in my buddy's face, and I just I grabbed my buddy so he didn't hit him. But I said, hey, pal, look behind you. There is literally a barn and a silo right next to the stadium. You have a farm on your campus. Right. Stop telling us to go back to our farms, you moron. But, uh, yeah, Illinois definitely down on the list. West Lafayette, not the uh, most scenic for a single good guy. But it on TV last weekend. Now, again, it's few and far between. They right. have a crowd that they had for the Michigan game. Engineering school, uh, almost 60% of the population is male. Not the most fun mm. back in your 20s Mm-mm. going to a football Mm-mm. game. Mm-mm. Another place that was disappointing, Michigan. Because it's so big and the sound escapes from the... You, it's it, not as loud as you would think that it would be? You walk in... And it's just, you know, a big bowl. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Our seats for... Did you think the same thing when you walked into the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Did you? A little bit, yeah. It, it was different than I anticipated. And you just walk in. I and, was pinch me. And, and you, I really was. Really? I was at the freaking Rose Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, As I said, many, you know, that's the bucket list of, of my career was sure. to cover a Rose Bowl and, and got there. I, I had a few too many cocktails. Maybe that also kind of swayed <laughs> things a little bit. Right. But you walk into the big house. Mm-hmm. And you're going down, and you're like, okay, it's big, but it's it's just a big bowl. Mm-hmm. Our seats were way down. We were like in the fifth row, something like that. And then you look back up after you get down there, and it's kind of holy crap. Different it, it's, perspective. It's different, it? but not loud. Now, Iowa also dominated that football game when I was out there the first time in 2002. Uh, that was the 34-9 game where Iowa just ran right through them in the second half and, and got the victory there. But 
You know, the environment of the Big Ten. a lot 10, of teams that year, Trent. Yes, yes, they did. The environments of the Big Ten, I mean, it, it's a wide swath, but it depends. I mean, and, and you talk to different people. I've always had great experiences in Wisconsin, but you'll hear people say that I'll never go there again. Mm-hmm. And now, have you been to TCF yet? I have. Yep. Love it because I can drink Green Belt. Oh, even God, during that the, is so awful. Oh, it's so good. Green Belt? Yes. I got some in the fridge for no, Tuesday night. No, 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 no. Watching the Twins playoff game. Got to have a green. Well, belt. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's Will, dude. That's really bad beer. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm not an Artella. No, nor am I. Or, a no. Stella guy like you. No, you know? on Friday night yeah. a.m. I mix beers. I do a little Bud Light and a little what? bit of the. That's what I do every night. Little Guinness, little Bud Light, and then the next night I'll switch it up. I'll drink Red Rambler and put a. Because I've drank one and knocks me on my. I mean, I, I'm at the point now where. God, nobody cares. I can't. Not, not like I once was able. Sure, to, right? sure. We're we're all. I'm there. not a teetotaler by any means, but hey, I, I wanted to ask you about this because it's been a um, Brent Musburger, and God knows he has every right to have an opinion on broadcasters. Absolutely. I mean, if if this was just a Hammenager taking a shot, you know, but this guy has been in the biggest booths in sports. Yes. And worked with some of the greatest color guys in sports, whatever the sport. Brent Musburger, every right to express his opinion. Took a shot at Tony Romo. Does not yeah. like Romo's broadcasting style. I do at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we're it's starting to reverberate a little bit louder, I think, than, than it did when, in week one. I think that people are, more, are, are uh, not growing tired of his act, but... I'm not by by any means. I like to know what the quarterback is seeing. Sure. And he's looking out at that defense, and he's telling us what play is coming. Yeah. Or what play he would call. Therefore, he thinks that that probably is the play that, you know, that the offense should be in. Where are you on Romo at three weeks into his season? Because I don't want to say he's a lightning rod, but when he burst onto the scene, it was, oh, my God, he's appointment TV. Mm-hmm. Now the critics are starting to circle a little bit. I haven't had him. I haven't listened to him for a full game. So that may change my perspective a little bit. Because he's got Oakland, Denver this week, and I'm assuming yeah. most of the country does, too. Right. Yep. So maybe that'll change my perspective. It's been bits and pieces that I've heard of him, and I've enjoyed it. I, I have. It's different, but I also despise Phil Simms. I, he was, to me... So anybody that would have taken that yes. seat, you would have been improving in your Jay eyes. Cutler, who was <laughs> going to go to Fox instead, yeah. not CBS, but I would have enjoyed that. I, Phil Sims annoyed the crap out of me. I've never been a big Jim Nance guy on top I'm of with it. You. That booth combined drove me insane, and it was every big AFC game. Mm-hmm. This is what gets trotted out, and I, I despise it. So maybe that led me down to, hey, Romo, he's better than what they had before. And it seems like Nance has been a little bit better with him. I think Nance is got kind of uh, rejuvenated. I, yeah. think, I think he's got a career. It's like a reset. new hot girlfriend. Yes. you know. Yeah. I agree. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. He's um, got to step up your game a little he bit. He is. And you can tell he's got to bounce in his step uh-huh. a little bit when he's calling games. I, and I think that toward the end there that um, that the Phil Sims partnership was, was wearing on yeah. him. Yeah, it was the same thing. Well, if you, you had to listen to Nance do one sport, which would, which would you? It's golf. It's, it's golf. golf. And I really don't like him in basketball. It, it is golf. A I, huge gap. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's golf is on its own because I actually enjoy him in golf. Everything else I don't. I hate him when he gets in the cabin, though. He's too hokey yeah, to me. Yeah. Well, kind of goes along, along with the With Gus the Masters, thing. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think, almost a part of it. But football would be second. And the way he calls basketball, I don't know what it is. I, I can think of 50 broadcasters I'd really rather hear call a Final Four than him. Dan Schulman? 
Yeah. Put him up there. Well, by the way, he's done. Did you know that? He's done on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, he's going back finished. to Toronto, right? Like that's where he's from, yes. um, and and he did a lot of Blue Jays game in the middle of the week this year, mm-hmm. which was great because you know I I watched it I watched the Blue Jays a lot, and uh, Shulman's one of my favorite broadcasters going. Yeah. So if that's the I didn't know that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Now I, I don't think, think he'll travel right. with them, will he? Maybe he will. Maybe he will. Yeah, maybe he's will. still doing basketball, right? He's still yeah. doing ESPN basketball. Right. He's as good. I think he's as good as there is in the game. There, I'm a big I've, fan. There's a lot of good broadcast, good play by play guys that I enjoy. For whatever reason, Nance has never been a guy that mm-hmm. that I've. I don't. It doesn't feel big with him calling a game. Just, Yet you know that he's at the biggest game. Yeah, I mean Summerall and, and Madden. That that, that was, always felt. They big. put they set the bar. Yes, yeah. they, Buck. Say what you will. No, there's fan. a lot of detractors. I'm a big fan. I know you are. Yep. It feels like a big game when him mm-hmm. and Aikman are there. And Aikman's really good too. Aikman's good. Yep. Jim Nance, it feels like he should be on the the C or D team for CBS, calling Tennessee and Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah. But which, by the way, I, I, why can't that be the game tomorrow night? Right? Why could why couldn't we be staring down the barrel of Jacksonville and anybody of all the weeks no of the kidding, year? Right? Of Bears, Packers up against the the, the, the Texas Iowa State. I mean, come on. It's yes. just the way it works out. I know you're going to be at the game. Let's yeah. spend a minute on that. Uh, we're going to do a ton, obviously, tomorrow. Yes. I mean, a ton on Iowa State, Texas tomorrow. Of our four slots, well, we got five because we've got to put Mitch in uh, an NFL segment. But it's, it's, it's all Iowa State, Texas tomorrow. And why wouldn't it be? Uh, a huge, huge game. Bill Bender, who covers college football, he's their national college football uh, columnist. Just was on the show in the, the end of the last hour. He's picking Iowa State to lock off the Longhorns tomorrow. You yesterday um, were in Iowa State's camp in this game. Anything yeah. changed since then? I don't think so. I. Th- it's very rare as we do this that you don't want to tip your hand early in the week. You know when you got a game. Unless like you this. really have a strong opinion. Right. I've always thought if I've got an opinion, I'm going to share. Jump it, it right yep. away, and that's what I felt about this one. You know. I was talking to Jim on Monday afternoon, and it was kind of that four to wish- six. You and Jimmy, yep, B. Yep. yep, that that wishy wash. And I'm like, the hell with it. I I really do think Iowa State's going to win this football game. I think they're better than Texas. I'm not believing in what Texas did at USC. Suddenly has changed the perception of them. I think Texas is a team that is going to still struggle to win six games this year. I do too. They have a long, long ways to go. And Tom Herman, for all the positivity that he built at Houston, you know, these are the kind of games that they lost. It, it was the game. It wasn't going and beating Florida State in the Peach Bowl. Uh, going and beating Oklahoma to kick mm-hmm. off the season. It was you lost to Navy, lost to SMU. Yeah, those are the kind of games. And same thing here. You lost to Iowa State. That will be the national perception and the national story afterwards. Prepare yourself, Cyclone fans. When you knock them off, and I'm saying when, when it happens tomorrow night, it is not going to be about the Cyclones turning the corner It hasn't on been Center. even going into the game tomorrow, no. Trent. It is all about Texas. Yeah. How it, important this game is for Texas yes. tomorrow. Well, hang on a second. Right. It's pretty important for Iowa State, too. Yeah. They're building program and, and also. I get And I get the, you know, if, if this was a scale, right, we're putting Texas brand on one side of the scale and Iowa State on the other side. Yeah. You know which way the scale is going to lean in football. Um, but, but going into this game, it's all about, oh, such an important game for Texas. Tap the brakes a little bit. You know, Iowa State's this they're trying to get to six wins too. I'm with you. I think they could absolutely win the game. I'm not willing to go out there and say that 
I don't have an opinion. I honestly don't. I think Jacob Park is the better quarterback on the field. Mm-hmm. I think David Montgomery is the better running back on the field. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Texas is pretty stout against the run, so I think Montgomery's going to have to work for his yards. I know which team's got the better receivers. Yes. Now, linebacker-wise, Texas has a major edge. Front think, four, Texas. Not, uh, front four, Texas. But here's where I'll say with there's where I'll say with it. I agree with you. But it's not the gap that you would have thought. I think Iowa State's line going into this game, defensive line, is way better than it was going into the UNI game. The guys are getting some steps. Songamo is going to play. Lima's coming around. Trent has been terrific. Yes, he has. Bailey coming off the edge. He's still learning the game, and I think he's going to be a real nice player before 19 is done at Iowa State. Well, I agree with you that the better defensive line is Texas's. I don't think the gap is what you would normally think it would be. You know, uh, getting off the field on third downs, getting those stops, they couldn't do it against Iowa. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a big part of this one is getting... And extending drives in their own right, too. Yes, yeah, third down back and forth on both sides. They do that, I think they win this football game. I think they win it handily. I mean, 34-23, something in that range. I, I, I just, I got that feeling, and I've had it really throughout the summer, and after seeing this team and how much better they, I mean, this is a real Big 12 football team now. Yeah, starting to look like it, isn't it? <laughs> you, ever, you ever watch the movie Boogie Nights? I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's a real movie. You know, th- this is that's what that's where the lines from it. This is a real Big yeah. Twelve football team. They look at on both sides. It's not a couple of talented guys. It's not Troy Davis and then everybody and else. Everybody else, right? right. It's it, not Lazard and everybody. Yes, yeah. this is a real football team with a real quarterback and an offensive line that it continues to make gains. Mm-hmm. I think they get it done. And it's, it's funny because what I thought was this one of the strengths unit-wise of this team has been anything but, and that's the secondary. Yeah, and, and Cotton Moya. Did you like Campbell's answer on Monday? Whether he's going to play or not? Right. I don't think he's going to. If I had to read it's, the tea leaves, I don't think he's going to play. That's what I was reading, play. too. If, but if he was close against Akron, 10 days Which later. allegedly he was. Right, 10 days later, unless there was something that, you know, Brought him back, you know, re-aggravation, if you will, of mm-hmm. the injury. Unless it's that, then it would make a little bit more sense. But because I read it the same way as you, I didn't think reading what Campbell said, he's going to play. That's a big blow. Yeah, Cotton Moya, especially is, against this team. Yes, because they, they got some height in the receiving core as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I go back to you. I think your point is right on the money, Trent. And if you're right, and it, it, and Iowa State knocks off Texas, it's not going to be the story. The story's going to be Texas losing. You know what Sports Center is going to be Thursday I night. I agree with you. You know what Van Pelt's going to be talking about. I agree with it's you. It's not going to be the Iowa State. He's not going to have Matt Campbell on or Alan Lazard mm-hmm. after the game. He's going to be talking to probably a national college writer. Yeah. What's wrong with Texas? Tom Herman is he in over his head. That will be the story. I read line. two previews on this game tomorrow. Both of them. The importance for Texas yeah. to win this game tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a fun night tomorrow in Ames. Trent Condon will be uh, sequestered in the press box. Uh, happy for you, Trent. We'll take a timeout. Scott Dockerman will be in the press box in East Lansing on Saturday. For Michigan State and Iowa, it's a 3 o'clock kick. Fox has that game. Do you know who the broadcasters are? Is always the B team. Is it, yeah, is it, it is. Is it Brady, it, Quinn, and... Uh, and I can't remember his play-by-play guy, but yeah, it's not Gus. Good. Not Gus Johnson. Good. Uh, that's coming up on uh, Saturday at 3. Scott Dockerman is coming up next on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Bill Ryder. Nice to be talking to the home crowd again in central Iowa, where I was raised, where I got married. The show is right on you, 5 to 9 p.m. weekdays on Des Moines Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain 
muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. When you're hungry for great food, a tasty cocktail, or a good glass of wine, a friendly atmosphere, and fast, attentive service, remember Jesse's Embers at 3301 Ingersoll Avenue. Open Monday through Saturday for dinner and Monday through Friday for lunch beginning at 11 a.m. Jesse serves just about everything, including some of the best steaks you've ever tasted. Cooked on an open grill, located right inside. The smells are fabulous. And Marty or Dina stop to check on your meal. And the bartenders, well, they're on your side. Jesse's Embers on Ingersoll, just west of 30. The prices at some Halloween attractions are scarier than the events themselves. That's why we're bringing you Half Off Haunts. You'll save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Like Howell's Pumpkin Patch. Howell's Pumpkin Patch is loaded with pumpkins and farm fun, including a corn maze, giant bull slide, great pumpkin jumping pad, new this year eight-person international harvester pedal tractor, and push-pull tractors and more. Another Half Off Haunt is Scream Acres at Bloomsbury Farm and Atkins. Scream Acres features four different attractions. Cell Block Z, the Carnival Chaos, the Slaughterhouse, and Haunted Cornfield. The final half-off haunt is the Pumpkin Ranch in Winterset. Home of Iowa's Mega Corn Maze, Jump Pillows, Zip Lines, Giant Tube Slide at Toddler Town, and Pumpkins. Learn more about these half-off haunts now with the sweet deals at 1700kbgg.com. Quantities are limited. Don't miss your chance to save 50% at these great places for Halloween fun. Half-off off haunts. Say big this autumn season during Menards Fall Catalog Sale. Get a roof that's built to last with residential steel roofing from Menards. Menards steel roofing can stand up against the harshest elements. It's hail and wind resistant. Pro Snap panels have a limited lifetime paint warranty. They're available in 25 color options and are $134.99 per 100 square feet. Find big savings during Menards Fall Catalog Sale now through October 8th. Save big money at Menards. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. The Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. 
Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus... This is a national test of the emergency alert system. This is only a test. Broadcast and cable operators in your area have developed this system in voluntary cooperation with FEMA, the FCC, and local authorities to keep you informed in the event of an emergency. If this had been an actual emergency, an official message would have followed the alert tone. This concludes this national test of the emergency alert system. deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Six months ago, you didn't know what you'd be doing right now. Six months ago, it was cold and snow was still in the forecast. And while six months ago, this time of year wasn't on your radar, it was on ours. Because six months ago, the finest German brewers began brewing some of the best beers in the world. Beer whose recipe hasn't changed in more than a thousand years. Yes, six months ago in Germany, brewers were preparing the beer for the best season of the year. Autumn, Harvest, Oktoberfest. And what better place to enjoy the world's finest Oktoberfest beers than Hessen House? Hard to find beers in limited supply from Eyinger, Weinstefaner, and more. After all, you'd expect a place that has the world's largest selection of German beers in the world would be the best place to celebrate the Oktoberfest season. So join us and raise a liter of some of the best German beers in the world. Beers that you'll only find at the Hessen House, 4th and Court, Des Moines. Show 1700 KBGG. Still to come this hour, Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. The Huskers in Illinois on Friday night, one of three really good college football games. Well, maybe Huskers, Illinois doesn't, isn't really good status, but important for us. Yeah, moves the needle here locally, no doubt about that. So does Scott Dockham and Land the Ten. Him and Bobby Legess covering the Hawks at Land the Ten. And Doc joins us as he does each and every week. Scott, Trenton, Ken, how are you? Good. What's going on today? Hey, let's uh, start basketball-wise, uh, Doc, uh, before we get into the uh, football in Michigan State, et cetera, et cetera. Um, look, you, you've been around the Big Ten for a long time, Doc, on the road uh, covering games with Iowa. Uh, you've, um, you, you're really knowledgeable in college. Not that you're not in football. I want to rephrase that. But you get my point, right? I, I, I see Scott Dockman, and I, when you write about college basketball, it's, it's a must-read. Did this surprise you, Doc, yesterday from you know, knowing the sport as you did? This couldn't have surprised you or, or really anybody else that's close to the sport. The only thing that surprised me is that the FBI is investigating it. I mean, this is a, this is a sport that... Um, had some issues when it comes to this type of thing. And I think everybody over the over a long period of time has kind of looked the other way or everybody kind of knows it's taken place. Uh, you know, I'm not talking specifically here, but just across the board, that nobody that I know of is perfect in, in this regard. So 
I'm not suggesting that anybody specifically is spending money or funneling money to athletes, but it's nothing surprises you when it comes to this. So, but the fact that the FBI is involved and assistant coaches have been arrested, um, this is just, uh, I mean, I think once you start digging out all the bodies here, right. um, it's going to be a masquerade. I agree with you, Doc. And, and just because it was Adidas in the spotlight yesterday, we, we know that they're not the only shoe company uh, that that uh, is probably gone down this path. I mean, it is going to be so far-reaching, I think, before it's all said and done, don't you? Absolutely. I, I think any program right now is concerned, you know, and it's concerned over anything, you know, and then you, and you start to wonder over the smallest details, like, you know, did you provide somebody accidentally with a free lunch? To uh, okay, we did some stuff in the past, and I hope this doesn't get out. You know, so I think every program in America right now, um, you know, at the major level, there's always been something, and so I think there's a lot of uh, teams right now and a lot of programs going, we we got to get some stuff figured out, or we got to hide some stuff, shred some stuff, get rid of some stuff. So uh, I think this is going to be very far-reaching and and have massive consequences for the sport and for these programs. Doc, over to a little bit of football, and uh, one of the great things of Kirk Ferentz throughout his tenure, the 24-hour rule that he uses, and most coaches use something like that, but it seems like his program, his teams year after year, buy into it about as well as anybody. Talking with the players yesterday, did you get that sense that they had moved on, or is that Penn State loss still lingering a little bit? I think they've moved on mentally. I I didn't see any lingering effects. I mean, I think they're still disappointed in it, Uh, you know, perhaps motivating um you know the one thing is i know some people think that there's like a carryover effect with iowa yeah, as you mentioned i never i've never really seen that when they've had disappointing losses or bad losses they tend to bounce back pretty quickly uh where i would be concerned for iowa is if you know actually the one that I, i'd be the most concerned about an upset this week is penn state they've got to go to indiana if Iowa was to go to indiana i'd pick indiana because i think indiana is a really good team and I also think that if you're not in the right frame of mind, you can get beat there. And But the fact that Iowa's going to Michigan State, you know, the, the team that knocked them out of the, mm-hmm. the NCAA, you know, the Final Four two years ago, uh, you know, in a, just a hard fight, and I'm actually writing about a 3,000-word story about it right now, uh, you know, piece on that game, um, I, I think they're a pretty motivated bunch. They're trying to say, oh, no, there's no revenge. It's in the past. But come on. I mean, to be 27 seconds away from going to the playoff and 13 and 0 regular season, uh, I think that's uh, that's that's got a lingering effect. So I don't think there'll be a lack of motivation at all. For yeah, especially when the uh, the depth charts dotted with guys that are going to play in both games. I agree with you, Doc. You know what else I think factors in in, in Iowa's favor in this. And I'm not saying Lewerke and, and McSorley are the same quarterback, but they kind of are. I mean, you'd obviously rather have McSorley. Lewerke, I think, is going to be good before his career comes to an end, but they kind of play the same way, Doc. Lewerke can get outside and he can extend plays if something breaks down. So knowing that Iowa was on full alert last uh, last Saturday to contain the quarterback and keep him, for the most part, in the pocket as they did, I think that plays in their favor because they're facing a quarterback who plays a similar style this week yeah and i think they're facing a team that's just uh you know that is not as good at those positions i think well work is going to be a really good quarterback he's still pretty young mm-hmm. he still makes mistakes he had a pick six last week um that's not to suggest he can't make plays i think he will but it's just uh you know he's not trace mcsorley 
Uh, they've had to deal with quarterbacks like this the last few weeks uh, across the board. And of course, none are as good as McSorley. But then you also look at L.J. Scott. You know, he's had a lot of fumble-itis. He lately, has. But, you know, he's a big physical running back. But he's, you know, so he's about the same size as Saquon Barkley, but does not have the same skill set. So um, I think in some ways it's like, okay, we're, you know, when they get on the field, you'll see them that they're, they're probably taking a little bit of a step down over last week. Uh, but I think it's gonna, it's a helpful preparation for this game, no doubt about it. There's always uh, teams and coaches that have a bit of a rivalry. D'Antonio and Ferentz certainly have theirs. Uh, there's been a little bit of ba- bad blood throughout the years. Does is this game mean even a little bit more for Kirk than, than a normal regular season Big Ten game? I think last week's may have meant more <laughs> than, yeah. than this one, just because I think there's some spice there historically between Iowa and Penn State. Uh, but, you know, yeah, they, they have a, a personal rivalry. The teams have one. It's one of the more organic series in the Big Ten where there's no reason that this should be a, quote, rivalry. They're not on borders. They're not even the same division anymore. Um, but when they played, I mean, they played eight times over the last ten years. Um, it was magical. I mean, you know, if you like physical football that's defensive-oriented, this was your kind of game. and It was my kind of game because I like that style. You know, 16-13, double, two double overtime games. Uh, you know, the, the Martin McNutt's last catch on the final play in 09. Uh, you know, and then there was the uh, the championship game a couple years ago, and you know, and, and there's only been like two blowouts of that series. So each team is kind of a mirror image of one another, and and what the, the principles that they hold. They, they do stylistically, they do things a little differently, but their tenets and principles are are they're going to beat the hell out of you. And uh, I think Wisconsin's in that same boat with those two. So uh, you know, so they know what they're going to get. They kind of relish that, uh, and that's what makes it exciting is just to see these two teams square off in a game you know is going to be pretty brutal uh, by the end of the game. Uh, Scott Dockerman, Land at 10, is our guest. Doc, what about the the fatigue factor, if any, for Iowa? Uh, They played. They were on the field for 99 snaps, the defense was, last week. They were chasing around maybe the best player in college football this year and and trying to do do their best to contain him, gave up a ton of yards, yet the defense is getting accolades, and rightly so, for that performance against the Nittany Lions. Uh, fatigue, did that come up yesterday in the press conferences at all? I mean, these are young kids, but still 99 plays that defense was on the field for last week. Yeah, and I, it, it did it sparingly, but I think that is, that's probably a bigger factor than any kind of emotional letdown is the physical letdown and toll. I mean, 99 plays, they're on the field for 40 minutes, um, you know, last week. So what that means is, the pendulum has to swing the other way. It means Iowa's offense has to do something with it. And it really did nothing for three quarters. And, and so, you know, they ran only 45 plays and held the ball for less than 20 minutes. So I think what you need is Iowa has to start sustaining some drives because you look at the last couple of years, um, to 2015, Iowa's 23 and one when it runs the ball for a hundred yards. It's 0 and eight when it doesn't. So that tells you that that's, the, the line of demarcation for Iowa between winning and losing. The outlier was the Outback Bowl last year. So I think this is a, this is an important statistic only because it seems so relevant. And so if Iowa can sustain, you know, drives, score, but also work on that clock and keep its defense off the field, they'll be fine. But if it tilts, um, you know, more than, you know, say, you know, 40, you know, 35 minutes in Michigan State's favor, I think they're going to have a hard time winning this game. Mm. Well, uh, the offense had their issues throughout that game. The offensive line, a part of it. I thought the interior really struggled at times, especially in the first half. I know you talked earlier in the week over at Land of 10, Doc, a little bit about this. 
How did they, I, I don't want to say fix that offensive line, but is it time now to just decide these are our five and we're going to push forward with them, or is there still some tinkering to be done? They're, they'll still tinker a little bit. I mean, you know, some of the important things are that they try to get guys as many reps as possible if they think they're good enough to compete and also for the future. So that's why you see Ross Reynolds in there as much. And then also Boone Myers is still not 100% yet. So I think that's, uh, that's some of the things that you got to really, con- you know, that they want to do is make sure Boone is the, one of the top five linemen, but then also Ross Reynolds will be next year. Uh, I, you know, what I would suggest to them, and, and they're the experts, not me, is once Boone Myers is healthy enough, move him to right tackle because he's played tackle most of his career, move Sean Walsh back inside, and then maybe rotate Ross uh, Reynolds and, and he can render a little bit. I think that's probably the best route I would go right now. So if they, uh, if they can do that, then uh, I think they're in, in better shape. They just need some consistency. They've had so many injuries up front that it's really hurt their running game. I mean, they're only averaging 3.7 yards per carry, and that's like 95th in the country. Mm. You mentioned Boone Myers there. Is it a matter of F or when he'll be completely healthy this year? And, and one other injury note, uh, what's the latest on Brandon Snyder? Yeah, but Myers is, uh, you know, I think he's coming along. I mean, he's playing. He started the last couple of games, and, and uh, you know, he's just kind of been rotated in and out, so you assume that it's just not 100%, but it's close enough to play. As far as Brandon Snyder goes, I mean, parents made it known yesterday that he's going to play um, this year. So uh, when and how effective, that's going to be a big question mark. You can't just expect somebody to walk in off an ACL and go out and play a position like safety effectively, especially when it was, I guess it was a non-contact injury to begin with. But if he can play and be effective and not get hurt again, um, he immediately upgrades that secondary. I mean, I thought Imani Hooker played really well. I did too. But, you know, so if you say Snyder and Hooker together, because that's what it's probably going to be next year, I think your safety core is so much better than what it was in the first two weeks. I, I agree with you. Taylor did not enjoy watching the uh, game back on Sunday. Is is uh, uh, probably uh, probably some truth to that, Doc. He didn't he didn't play well. Hey, last thing, Kaluzi last year was such a weapon for this team in the punting game. It seemed like Rastetter to me. I mean, he had, to, he had that one really good punt, but that, that there's those have been few and far between. Yet he seems to be at his best, Doc, when you know he's getting that role to come in, and it, it seems like the the rugby style punting for him might be the way to go. But when you factor in the the bounce and the role that he seems to get when he does use that style, um, I mean, I hate to end it on a, a punter question, but but he, he, Rastetter's been inconsistent, I guess, is being kind. Do you think we'll see more of the rugby-style punts out of him? It seems to be his best option. I think they have to. I mean, as you mentioned, you know, he'd get, he got like a what a 50-yarder, you know, his second punt, but the rest of his traditional punts were at the 30-yard range. And, and, you know, that's one first down. That's one more first down to your defense has to, you know, defend against. I mean, you're just you're hurting yourself by doing that. And so I, I think it's, you know, it would behoove him to, to do the rugby punt most of the time. Although this is a very aggressive pump block team, you know they really come after people before, and and it's it's kind of stemmed back from when D'Antonio and Narduzzi were there together. So I would be cautious of that a little bit, just because he might get drilled. Uh, that said, you know if I was the coach, I would go with Ryan Gersandi. He's a he's a freshman. He's taller, mm-hmm. got a bigger, stronger leg, got more potential. He's a scholarship guy. I would go that route, but hey, I'm not there to practice every day, and I don't know what kind of equity Rapsetter's put in the program, but I, I think just on performance alone, 
I think I'd make the switch. If not this week, I would next week. I'm with you. Thank you, Scott Jockerman. Appreciate it. Enjoy uh, East Lansing if that's possible. We will talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks. It. Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman, Land of Ten. Him and Bobby Lejess uh, cover the Hawks at Land of Ten. That's a uh, a fun place to tailgate at. East Lansing is? East Lansing, yeah. Really? I enjoy my time. Not the best town overall, right. but tailgating So College Town is yeah. it's below par, but the tailgate... Yep. Breslin Center is walking distance. You can go uh-huh. check that out. Big uh, tro- uh, so statue. So what, what of makes it special? Is it kind of like? See, I I love Jack Trice just because everything is you know around the yep. stadium. Right? It's it's wide open like that. There's a big area. It makes a huge difference. Over it? to I can't remember what side it is, but uh, be careful for people heading out there. Be careful if you're walking by the student tailgate lot. They'll give you the business. <laughs> a lot of chanting and uh, a quick story. I was there with my roommate at the time. Right after I'd moved here to Des Moines after college, and his father, older, very nice gentleman. We're walking by. Older, and, uh, how, give me yeah, an age. Give yeah, me a, just tell me how old he was, Tred. Uh, 60. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, older gentleman. Yeah. And, <laughs> that, that still fits. Yeah. And uh, as we're walking by, I got my you know six-pack in my hand, walking through the tailgate. because we Grain didn't really, belt? Or... No, 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 no. No grain belt. I was up there. It was probably a little black blue or something like that. Now and you're uh, moving up. Yeah. And so we're going through, and they just start chanting, a-hole. Not a hole, but you know mm-hmm. what they are chanting. His Directed father. Directed at you? Yeah, just three Iowa people walking through the crowd. His dad stops and goes up to a group of 40 frat guys. Now, why you got to be, fellas, why you got to be chanting the a hole at us? I said, go get your dad. And I just kept walking. <laughs> I was not stopping for that <laughs> one. He just, he's a nice guy, loves, loves the Hawkeyes, but he couldn't understand why a bunch of drunk 19 year olds were chanting a hole at us. Did he, did he get the. He didn't get the answer he was looking for. Oh. Oh, boy. Uh, did it end well, or is there more to the story? No, no, that's just the travels of the Big Ten, because I kept walking. I, I didn't want to see the end of it. It probably wouldn't have ended well. Mm, with them lose a uh, winner tie, huh? Yes, exactly. And a boy, Trent. Uh, <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star, coming up next as we'll head over to Lincoln, Nebraska. What's going on there? They've got an interim AD. They're on a one-game winning streak, those Huskers are. They'll play Friday night against Illinois. We'll take a look at that with Stephen M. When the Ken Miller Show continues at 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value, Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. He was an ordinary man, changed by an extraordinary event. Sir, you are now the President of the United States. Tonight on ABC, Kiefer is back. Damn right. With approval ratings through the roof. Mr. President, we have a situation. It's the White House drama. He's coming after my family. That will have America addicted again. Playtime is over. Designated Survivors season premiere. Don't miss it tonight at 9, followed by Local 5 News at 10. 
Then tomorrow, wake up with Good Morning Iowa's Elias Johnson and Sabrina Ahmed. Every morning on Local 5, Sabrina and I share the stories that are important to Iowans. And being from Iowa, Elias and I know what impacts you. We went to school here. Our families are growing up here. And we're proud to call Iowa home. We invite you to wake up to Local 5's Good Morning Iowa. Weekdays at 5, because we We are are Iowa. For all the big plays you watch sports for, Buffalo Wild Wings created B-dubs Watch and Win. So when you watch them happen here, you win stuff here. Like a guy scoring 50? Yep. Or a QB throwing for 300? Oh, yeah. How about crooks on a golf course? Definitely no. But now with the new B-dubs Watch and Win, you can win real stuff in real time. When you watch sports at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Rewards, events, and triggers vary. Terms and conditions apply. See participating location for details. Attention small business owners. You know how hard it is to get funding to grow your business. Next Wave Funding is a direct funder that can help you get the cash you need when you need it, even if your credit is not that great. If you've been in business for over one year, have at least $12,000 in sales every month, Next Wave will purchase your future earnings and give you the money you need. It's as simple as that. This is by far the easiest and best funding for existing businesses. Call 800-430-4566. That's 800-430-4566. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. Ken Miller Show, final segment of the uh, program today. Trent Connor and myself with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2 each and every week. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star momentarily. We'll catch up with Sip. Uh, they play Illinois on uh, Friday night. We didn't get Sip last week because it hit the fan at the same time we were supposed to have him on. So we'll talk to him about uh, all of that and more right now. Let's get to him. Sip, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. Stephen, how are you? Ken and Trent, thanks for your patience. I'm sorry about last week. It was, uh, it was, you know, it was just everything was going down right at that time. So that's why I couldn't join. No, I totally understand, Sip. You know, did it did it start? Um, you know, when 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 Icorse actually met the media, something apparently he seldom does. When he sought you guys out after the Northern Illinois game, did it seem at that point, Sip, that it was inevitable that the writing was on the wall that this guy may be trying to 
you know, circle the wagons or save his own skin by doing something he normally did. Did you get the sense at that time that he might not be long for his job? Yeah, yeah, you, you've read the situation perfectly. If you were a quarterback reading a defense, you would throw a completion. Um, yes, that's exactly the way it was regarded. It was really, <clears throat> I mean, Kenny, you know how old we are. I've been covering Nebraska football since 94. I don't, there's never been an AD in the post-game session that I could ever remember. You know, if for people, the uninitiated, you know, there's a, little cooling off period after a game and then at Nebraska the head coach addresses the media and there's then there's players in this area also and then lo and behold the AD was there after the Northern Illinois game and I'd never seen a scene a scenario like that where the AD you know be it Bill Burns Bob Devaney Tom Osborne uh, Steve Peterson I'd never I'd never seen it before so yeah I was definitely, uh, I definitely thought, okay, this is a guy fighting for his job at this point. Well, uh, right now they have named an interim AD, Dave Remington. Uh, people know that name, even if you weren't alive for his time period of playing with the Remington Award going to an interior offensive lineman each and every year. Uh, tell us about the power that he has. We saw Michigan th- go through something very similarly when they were looking for a new football coach, an interim AD was the one that hired Jim Harbaugh. Same kind of flexibility, same kind of power here for Remington? No, Trent, he doesn't have a – no, he said he's not here to fire anybody. He's just here to calm the waters. That's what Dave mm. Remington told the media yesterday. Not here to fire, just here to calm the waters. I mean, he's not I, – I think it's mainly, you know, it's a way to kind of unify the fan base. Uh, or help unify the fan base, kind of maybe uh, galvanize the fan base to a certain extent. Um, he is, you know, he's a big, huge name here, iconic name. Um, it's largely ceremonial. This isn't, they're not expecting Dave Remington to come in and start writing policy, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, uh, it's just to kind of help, like Dave said, calm the waters. I wouldn't read a whole lot into it. The press conference did was pretty elaborate <laughs> for an interim AD, and again, that kind of backs the notion of just trying to kind of make everybody feel good in a pretty tense situation. Sip, they still have to play. I'm not you know, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and Penn State, and Iowa, and Northwestern, and Purdue's better. And that game is on the road. Is is there a way that Mike Riley can save his job after this year, Sip? Doesn't it just seem that it's you know that it's a foregone conclusion at this point that not only is there going to be you know a new nameplate on the door of the athletic director's office, but the head football coach, uh, the, the AD's probably his first task is going to be to f- hire a football coach. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of just, uh, it's just kind of come down to how many games can Mike win. They're two and two. You're right. The heavy part of the schedule is upcoming. Not this week. They play Illinois. Now they can get the three there. You know, if they upset Wisconsin, that's, you know, that's four. And still, you got a lot of work to do at that point. And, it, and it's tough. Like, if you get to six and six, now, I'll tell you, the fan base is not – there's definitely not a consensus on this. Um, not that the fan base votes. I mean, we're not – this isn't a democracy right. in this case. Um, but 
it's not it's it's an interesting conversation over here, guys, because there is a segment of the population that says, you know, if he gets to six six, maybe we should just let it roll with Mike. It's kind of interesting, you know, that Nebraska, I just find it interesting that it's come to that in Nebraska. You know, this is the place that's fired two nine-win coaches. Now you're the guys at six in year, in year three, and it seems like there's a lot of people that are okay bringing him back. That would be hard. Now, seven and five, that's not as tough a sell because that means you've got some pretty good wins. Five more wins. I mean, if they go five and four, um, if they were to go, that'd be four more wins. If they were to go five and four, let's say in the Big Ten, eh, you know what? That's seven. That's seven. You'd have, well, yeah, you'd have seven wins at that point. I maybe that would be enough. Um, I just, I, I don't know what to think. What my gut says this. My gut, and I've been wrong on things, but I'm not seeing a Nebraska team that I that I feel like has a shot to beat Ohio State or Penn State. I'm not sure I even would pick Nebraska to beat Purdue on the road. I don't. I would have a hard time picking, a beat with, picking them to beat Wisconsin, although like Kinnick, Memorial Stadium is pretty special at night. You know, uh, Sip, the athletic director job might not just have football on the horizon. Whoever gets that job, basketball, appears to be almost a foregone conclusion with the roster that you look at there. How quickly are they looking to move to get the new athletic director and – Outside of Trev Alberts, what we all know the connections there. Any other names that make sense? Yeah, the, Trent. I think that you're looking at, uh, you know, they they hired Dave Remington for a, you know, basically a maximum of sixty days. So I think that that's, you know, basically that's telling you that they want to have a full time AD in place in that time frame. What I'm hearing is. It probably won't be sooner than November 1 that you'd have a full-time AD in place, and it probably won't be after Thanksgiving. So I I suspect between November 1 and November 26, in that range, that you would – they're probably looking at that. Uh, As far as, like, candidates with Husker ties, I do lean heavily towards Trev Alberts. but no, yeah. But those other guys, Ed Stewart was a linebacker, a very you know all-conference linebacker at Nebraska um, in the mid '90s. He he would make he would certainly make sense. Mm. And Trev, there's Paul Myers, um, who was a former associate AD. I'm not sure he would want the job, but he would. I I think he'd be pretty good. I've heard, I even heard I've heard even the wrestling coach. Mark Manning be brought up. Um, pure, it's all kind of pure conjecture um, at this point. I hope they, I kind of hope they, they stay in the Husker family, so to speak. I think it's, I believe it's time for that. And like I said, I think Trev Alberts might be a, a I, I think Trev would be a pretty good choice. Sip, last thing, we got 30 seconds left. Uh, Friday night football uh, on the road. But how's that going over in the state of Nebraska in particular? In, in Link- I, I, I can't think that they're too jacked up about playing on a Friday night, Sip. No, I'd be surprised if it ever happens again. I don't. Nebraska won't. They won't play host to a game on a Friday night, and they don't want to do it anymore. So that kind of answers your question. It, it's not good. That, 
I mean, it's not like there's picketing in the downtown area or anything like that. But right. I, I, uh, you know, it's, people here adapt pretty well. So I think people just kind of, not, they're in the mindset now of let's just make the bad situation uh, as best as possible and make sure it doesn't happen again. I think that would act, that's an accurate portrayal of the mindset. Sip, we'll uh, catch up with you a week from Thursday. We'll be back in your normal spot. Thank you, Stephen M. Sipple. Appreciate catching up with you. Yeah, thank you. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you, Stephen Sipple, as we uh, talk a little Big Ten West in particular, Nebraska. Trent, in our final minute here, let me do this with you. All right. I don't think there's a shot in hell they're getting to six wins. Okay. They're two and two. But let give them Illinois. Can you give them that? I'll give them. They that. struggle against Rutgers. I don't yes. know if you saw any of that game. They struggle against Rutgers. But let's say they win, and that's three. They're home to Wisconsin. They're not. They're home to Ohio State. No. By at Purdue. Yes. You think they beat Purdue? Yes. Okay. So that's four. Home to Northwestern. Yes. Really? You give them more chance than I do. So that's five for you. At Mini. No. At Penn State. No. So Black Friday's for bowl eligibility if Trent Condon's prediction is right on the. I kind of hope it is. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hope seven. it is. Five and seven. So lose to Iowa, bull hopes, bull dreams shattered. Limping See, home, three straight to end the season. Mike Riley, you're a really nice losses guy. losses to end the season is how you see. Yeah, I could mm-hmm. see that. But uh, best of luck in your retirement. See, I stood, looked at that three game at Purdue Northwestern at Minnesota as getting one of those three. Yeah, and I can buy that. I could buy that. Two of them are on the road at Purdue at Minnesota. Yeah, no shot the next two weeks after this. They're not beating Wisconsin or Ohio State. Maybe they're beating Wisconsin, though. I mean, Do I, you think so? They had them up at Camp Randall last year. No, I understand. That was You've a Nebraska seen this team Nebraska team, team this year? I know, year? I know. They're terrible. They are. I'm still not a big believer in the Badgers, and uh, I might be saying that all the way to the national semifinals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might be. I, their schedule. Speaking of schedule. They got Michigan. That's all they've got. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's terrible. Their crossover games are, look, at we shouldn't poke fun because right, right. Th- those were the arrows that were being shot to our state uh, over the last couple of years. Their, their crossover games, Indiana, Maryland, and Michigan. It's a pretty good set. Michigan game is in Madison. Mm-hmm. It's the way you want the schedule to break, right? Indeed. Uh, tomorrow, a ton of stuff on Iowa State, Texas. We're going to try and line up Eric Hefman, Sherman ESPN. He covers the Big 12. He'll be here. Dylan Mons, Ames Tribune. He will be here. We will do a quick hit on Bears and Packers with Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. But uh, a ton on Iowa State and Texas as they take the national spotlight tomorrow. Trent Condon loves the clones. Grab the points while you can get them. Six and a half. What do you and Jimmy B have today? Uh, coming up today, we got Pat Hardy, allhawkeyes.com. He'll be joining us. Going to get Kevin Lehman's perspective, another uh, college basketball one, yep. guy. He'll be joining us in the 4 o'clock hour. And then a, a national perspective, Tony Patelis with College Basketball News will be by. So we'll take kind of a local view of the big college basketball news and then a bigger view on that one. And then tomorrow uh, we'll also be a lot of Iowa State, Texas. Absolutely. We'll uh, talk to you then. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. 1700 KBGG brings you Westwood One coverage of the NFL all season long through the Super Bowl. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. The Home Depot is pouring more into paint and putting more money into the pockets of pros with top quality paints without the paint store price. Like Glidden Paints. Glidden lasts longer, covers better, and costs less at the Home Depot. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. So save time and money with Glidden. Paints that get the job done. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. Hi, I'm Tabitha Coffey, TV personality and small business advisor. Many of the businesses I work with just need extra capital for things like remodeling or purchasing more products. That's where Cabbage comes in with flexible lines of credit of up to $150,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them without reapplying. Cabbage has supported over 100,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash transform or 855-CABBAGE. That's Cabbage with a K, 855-CABBAGE. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Guys, get to JCPenney today for Levi's lowest prices of the season, like 502 regular taper fit and 514 straight fit for $36.99 each. And check out what's new in our new big and tall shop inside the men's store at JCPenney. Get all your work-to-weekend apparel in extended sizes, up to 5XL and 54 waist in-store and 60 waist at jcp.com. Hurry, sale in soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Offers represent savings on regular or original prices. While supplies last, some exclusions apply. Season refers to the time period from 914 to 10-9. See store jcp.com for details. As a small business owner, you're always on the go. So how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call? Grasshopper. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a business phone system. That's right. Grasshopper turns your cell phone into a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use. Get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional. Customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to you or your team wherever you are. And with our app, your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number. We'll transcribe your voicemails and send them to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance. So whether you're always on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone, Grasshopper.